Welcome to Chapter 1 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Chad Risendine, CIO at St. Luke's University Health Network. In this segment, Brizendine talks about what the IT organization looked like when he first arrived and how it's changed since then, and how his team is laying the groundwork for an epic transformation. Hi, Chad. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. Thanks for having me. Sure. So to give our readers and listeners um, a little bit of background information, can you just talk a little bit about St. Luke's University Health Network? Sure. Uh, St. Luke's University Health Network is um, a six-hospital, soon-to-be-seven-hospital. Uh, we're close to 1,200 beds. Um, we opened up a 72-bed new campus in December of 2011, and we plan to open up another smaller campus um, in the Pocono Mountains uh, roughly at the end of 2016. And we also offer about 200 different ambulatory locations. We have about 700 uh, employed providers, and we offer services through a network of about 1,200 affiliated providers. Um, and we support a little over a million people throughout the community of the what's called the Lehigh Valley. Um, and so that's a broad brush of St. Luke's. We're about $1.4 billion organization and continuing to grow. Okay. And I actually spent some time there, so I know a little bit about it, but just uh, in terms of uh, um, where you're located and, and um, you know, kind of the, uh, the, the type of area it is. Yeah, sure. Uh, so we're uh, in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, which is north of Philly about an hour, and uh, I guess you consider it west of New York City about an hour and a half. So we're uh, within a valley, um, it's a great community area um, with uh, two really good hospital systems, of which St. Luke's is uh, one of the uh, well-known regional providers. Okay. As far as the, the hospitals, the six that you currently have, um, what uh, EHR system is being used? So today we run the, um, we're a HIMSS Stage 6 uh, healthcare hospital organization uh, using the McKesson Horizon platforms uh, on the hospital side, and we use the Allscripts TouchWorks product uh, on the ambulatory side for all of our physicians. Uh, we also share clinical information uh, through our health information exchange called eVantage, and so those are our three primary offerings. Um, and we plan to actually change those. We're in the process of implementing EPIC on the acute side for all of our hospitals. We plan to go live in January of 2016. Uh, and then we'll begin working on our ambulatory implementation as well. Okay. So that's, uh, that's obviously a pretty huge thing on your plate. Um, and you said that that's scheduled for uh, about a year from now? Correct. January okay. the 9th, 2016. Okay. Can you just talk a little bit about that process, just as far as uh, the, the selection process and uh, the main goal what is in uh, selecting uh, that, type, that particular system? Sure. Um, we went through a pretty extensive over 12-month system selection process. Um, we evaluated five vendors. Um, and we landed on Epic for a number of reasons. Um, one, our organization is fairly advanced in clinical quality and outcomes. Um, and we need to be integrated more um, from a patient perspective. Um, our CEO has always had the vision of, you know, one streamlined process and one kind of easy access of information, easy access of delivery of care, et cetera, standardized across the system. And EPIC provides the 
modules and support for that. Um, we also evaluated them and we were really looking for a development partner um, and we believe Epic is, is focused on the development of the Epic product and making the product better and better and better. And the way that they do that is they engage their um, customer community to help them decide what code that needs to be written. And we feel that's very valuable because Epic actually listens to their clients and um, actually, you know, tries to feed in their ideas into their product to make it better. And so they, um, you know, spend their time on developing and, and, and working the relationships with their customers. And we felt that was very positive and synergistic uh, with our culture. And while we also know that, you know, EHRs are going to change, you know, multiple times in generations and what's going on with the, um, you know, accountable care and the uh, reform of the health um, industry, um, we feel like that if there is a, a, a player that can transform with that, it would be Epic. Um, right. And so uh, kind of having that both strategic vision as well as the ability to tackle our current vision um, as well as having a good development partner for the future. Okay. Are you hoping to roll out Epic also to, um, you know, the, the ambulatory locations that are affiliated with the organization? Yeah, we, we support a subsidized EHR offering today, and um, we'll probably continue to extend that uh, for any of the ambulatory offering that we have today. But we, we support both, you know, a subsidized EHR offering as well as a bring-your-own EHR offering. Um, and so um, we, you know, have a health information exchange. We'll connect you, um, share clinical information with you. Uh, we have clinical data sharing agreements, um, all that in place to uh, kind of support that. And we also offer a community um, patient portal on top of that that the providers uh, can leverage for their patients. Um, so within our HIA community uh, patient portal offering as well. So um, we okay. don't see us moving away from that because not all physicians want to uh, be employed and they don't want to conform to all standards within one particular organization. Some continue to work with multiple healthcare systems and they feel like that, you know, having a, a system kind of keeps them their autonomy, so we want to support that. Right. How would you describe, like, what the strategy is right now? If you're looking at, at a go-live that's about a year away, like, what, what is actually going on right now? Sure. So um, right now, today, we're probably about 75% done with our build phase of the EPIC uh, implementation. Uh, we have, uh, we're moving into our testing phase and beginning uh, some work in that area, but then we'll, we'll move into testing, integrated testing, et cetera. And then we'll move into training, go live prep, and um, you know basically go live. And so a lot of work around operational engagement, you know, super users, tr credential trainers, uh, policy and procedure work, um, showing off the system. We're doing a walk, uh, workflow validation walkthrough. So a tremendous focus in our project around operational engagement. Um, we know there's a lot of successful EPIC implementations, and we also know that the, the key to that is really a, a well-tuned operational engagement plan, so we're, we're really laser-focused on that, communicating, discussing, and then we're, you know, still in the process of build, so building CPOE order sets and, you know, vetting all that through our processes that we have around uh, CPOE and clinical content and, and revenue cycle content as well, so um, lots of activities, um, but that's kind of the overall status of where we are. Yeah. Okay. You know, obviously that, that that's going to be a pretty big change, but um, you've already already kind of uh, led some transformation at St. Luke's. And 
you've been there since uh, 2009, is that correct? Yes, that's correct. I wanted to talk a little bit about just how things have changed since that time, what the systems looked like when you arrived, and um, what uh, kind of like what you were ta tasked with as far as um, you know leading a transformation. Sure. Um, just when I arrived, we were kind of in more break fix mode. Um, we had a kind of an aging data center um, that needed investment forklift change. We had um, infrastructure that wasn't refreshed or invested in. <clears throat> we had a lot of um, leadership changes that need to be made within the IT department as well as governance structure um, and just how much we were funding IT um, and what we wanted to fund it in um, and prioritization of the funding. And then um, obviously um, we had McKesson at the time and we had um, had some challenges with that because we were on kind of what was considered still a beta version of that. So a lot of performance issues uh, related to infrastructure as well as the application. So a lot of, you know, the first couple of years was, you know, changing a lot of the team um, within the management team within IT, um, getting investment and funding for some of our important projects. And we um, spent a tremendous amount of uh, effort and energy in our infrastructure. We uh, basically moved out of our current data center and went to two colo redundant uh, data centers um, with an optical ring and redid our entire infrastructure and uh, basically tried to virtualize everything that we could and we virtualized over 98% of our environment um, on VMware uh, with Cisco, uh, UCS and EMC products and um, really did all that over a couple of years as well as as we did that, we were really trying to, um, at the time, get to meaningful use and um, improve the performance of our, our systems, which we did. We, we basically spent a lot of time looking at how long does it take to you know, access the application, how long does it take to do functions within the applications, and we worked hand-in-hand uh, -hand with um, some technical people that I brought in, as well as McKesson, as well as some uh, consulting firms to really streamline how to get into the system, how to access it, um, we were saving anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour and a half per day per provider uh, post a lot of the changes that we did within the infrastructure. So a lot of tuning and changing uh, within that environment to improve user satisfaction so that they would actually use the system. And then we got through that phase, so we made a heavy investment into meaningful use and we've made all of our meaningful use stages. Um, we have a very high 90% of all CPOE order sets, everything uh, combined, um, as well as you know all the meaningful use criteria through all the stages. So a lot of a lot of change over the uh, you know probably three and a half years, and then for the last year and a half, I've been fairly heads down on Epic, uh, working through all of that. Right. Thank you for listening to this podcast from HealthSystemCIO.com. To hear other podcasts. Visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.